everyone, and welcome to Ring of Tyranny. I'm your host, Alan Johns, and you are listening to the only Hashtag WrestleCast. In the Hashtag WrestleCast Nation, hosted by an ex-truth-teller such as myself, we welcome you to the show. Whether this is your first time joining us or your 94th time joining us, welcome. We welcome you one and all. We welcome you with open arms and an open mouth. We welcome you this morning on my early morning truck ride into town. Where am I taking a truck ride from? Well, I'm taking it from my daughter's organic farming operation somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. And if you want to know a little more about that, you can listen to the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of this show. You can listen to the 11 or 12 episodes that constitute season two of this show. And you can listen to the 13 or 14 episodes that now constitute season three of this show. This show... Uh, just a little bit of a background check. Uh, used to be a truth-telling operation that spanned a decade, an AM radio show, four hours a day, seven days a week, an online website, an online radio broadcast, a podcast uh, after the fact. And, well, a space alien came from outer space to destroy that show. He's posed as a human, ran away my sponsors, ran away my blood, the hard work of my blood, sweat, and tears. And he, uh, you know, crashed my bank account, put my family in jeopardy, and... Luckily, my daughter had the foresight to have planned out this organic farming operation, so we moved out of town Had with what little we had, and we got this thing going. The space alien stole my voice, though, and my voice was gone for two years, uh, in which time I reignited my passion for an old flame, professional wrestling. I got the WWE Network. I watched every Bret the Hitman Hart match and tried to recover for uh, for two years. The voice, My voice was gone for two years, and when it came back, my wife and I decided it would be okay for me to return to broadcasting. I'm a bored broadcaster. I've got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. A third-generation broadcaster, first-generation podcaster. We decided it would be okay as long as I stayed away from the business of truth-telling. And uh, while I'm not quote-unquote truth-telling, which is a phrase that refers to uh, kind of newscasting, but maybe a little bit of underground news, a little bit of alternate uh, opinion, a little bit of alternate news that you're not going to hear in the mainstream corporate media, uh, that basically uh, truth-telling wa- uh, can commonly be confer- it can referred to as Oh, dear. Oh, oh, excuse me. If you've been listening to the past few episodes, these early morning truck rides into town, you know that I have, uh, that I'm just a man. I have man urges. I have man, uh, biological man functions such as yawning because it is so early. The sun is not up. The people are barely up. We're on an early morning truck ride into town to get supplies. We're trying to beat, beat the, uh, beat the heat, beat the traffic. It, just trying to get an early start here, uh, but... You know, I do apologize for the yawns, and I beg your forgiveness and your your excuseness. Excuse me. Uh, but anyway, truth telling—the business of truth telling—is uh, you know we it commonly convert, referred to as uh, conspiracy theorizing. We might have brought you stories about the CIA, uh, the FBI, the the DEA, things like that. Um, uh, we moved away from that. Once my voice my voice came back, my voice went away for two years. I reignited my flame, my old flame passion with my old flame professional wrestling and my voice came back uh it came back big and strong really and uh my wife and i decided it would be okay for me to return to broadcasting so uh, 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 excuse me well well no excuse me we were afraid that the space alien would come back um and basically what happened now space alien came back anyway he liked our coverage of wwe so much that he started asking us to 
he got upset, started getting upset when we decided we weren't going to cover WWE as much anymore. WWE is a 15 to 20 hour a week commitment, uh, which we're not, you know, we're not getting paid to work a second job for that many hours. And uh, uh, WWE is covered by the hundreds, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, WrestleCasts in the hashtag WrestleCastNation. So, uh, that cover that recap WWE exclusively, we felt there wasn't as much a need for us to do that, so we moved on to the MLWs, the Impacts, the NWA Powerers, and the, uh, yeah, the, uh, um, whatchamacallits, the AEW Dynamites. Uh, but, truth telling, so, uh, why, I'm only, only bringing that up, and again, if you want to familiarize yourself with what I'm talking about, you can listen to the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of the show, the uh, 11 or 12 episodes that constitute season two of this show, and the 12 or 13 episodes that now constitute season three of this show, but truth-telling, uh, I'm going to be doing a little bit of truth-telling today, and before you space aliens uh, jump, jump down my throat and try to, you know, slice my feed... Let me just explain. Uh, this is going to be an episode of our hashtag uh, Philosopher Files. There's no hashtag. It's just the Philosopher Files. The Ring of Tyranny presents Philosopher Files. We're, you know, we're exploring. Uh, we're exploring the question: Why do I hashtag Wrestlecast? So that's a deep question. The question of why. The question of why has. Uh, evaded, pervaded man for millennia, centuries for millennia, and uh, we're going to try to tackle it right now. So a different kind of truth-telling, if you will, uh, and I'll do my best to tell the truth. The last, uh, we've done this a couple times, and we've uh, covered a little bit of ground. Uh, the last, the last uh, time we opened the Philosopher Files, uh, we reviewed uh, the idea that you may have signs in your life pointing you in a particular direction, that you may have uh, visual cues, you may have situational cues, you may have uh, emotional cues. Uh, you know, that's not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm alluding to a kind of serendipitous nature of, of life of, of existence, where you know you do one thing and another thing happens. They kind of cause. I mean, there's a lot of philosophy that heads that points in that direction. Cause and effect, karma. You know, karmas, you can create your karma loops in your life where you do good things and hope, uh, hope when, when the, uh, when eternity puts it back on you, you know, you can hope that putting good things out there into the universe, uh, will only bring good things back and putting bad things out there into the universe will only bring bad things back. I mean, there can, there, there's a lot to be said for that, for sure. Uh, man in his lifetimes uh, excuse me that was a mega yawn mega yawn and I, I do apologize I am a big boy so I do I'm, I'm pro pro I have a proclivity to big yawns and I do apologize for that again I beg your forgiveness your excuseness but uh serendipity man has for his entire existence uh, probably pondered this question. Some may wonder if it's just uh, part of the intelligent design of the universe, part of the design of the universe, part of the design of the helix of the DNA, the spinning spiral where uh, things come back on you. You know, you do have to wonder. I mean, it's no secret that if you plant, 
uh, if you plant a tree, it's the only way to make it grow. And if you destroy the soil where no trees are going to grow, it's going to be hard for trees to grow in the future. I mean, even if you're not a religious person, you can see there is cause and effect. Uh, just as, you know, if, if you start a truth-telling operation, you may have a space alien that gets upset and he just thinks that, you know, he may have, he may have a ton of, he may be listening to podcasts from other planets. I have no idea. He never said anything about it, but he may have, uh, he may be out there. He may, he may hear something out there. I think, oh, oh, excuse me. Sometimes you wonder if, if yawning while you're trying to, to finish a thought is, is some kind of fateful force out in the universe telling you to cut it out. I mean, I myself am a, am a Christian a Christian man. I'm a believer. I could come from that angle, but I don't want to. I, I don't want to upset anybody. I could come. I, I come. I mean, I do come from the angle that God is in control. God is everywhere. Everything. I mean, I come from the angle that there's something bigger than myself at play, and that can be uh, that can be acted out even in the things I'm talking about. Even in the cause and effect, even in the even in the idea that there are consequences for what you do, that that if you don't put gas in your car, you're not going to make it into town. Uh, that your early morning rides will be for naught, or you may not have any early morning rides in the first place. And I don't think that's I don't think those are thoughts that just come naturally to a human. Uh, I don't think those are thoughts that just come naturally to man as they're born, as they're... Ver- These are things that were built up over time. The idea that you could find signs in your life that point you in a certain direction, that you could find signs warning you to go back the other way, that you could find signs telling you not to do this, telling you not to do that, so you don't get yourself in trouble, so you're able to do uh, good things. And what are good things? Well, I mean, for some, uh, just... A basic, a basic stewarding of of the way things are supposed to go here. I mean, there there's definitely uh, a design to life. Things things are born, they live, they die, they decompose. Fruits uh, ripen to a point, to a specific point where you can eat them. Uh, it's a timed area, and you know, same could possibly be said for people. They ripen to a point where they're capable of doing really good things maybe good things for other people so that other people are able to ripen and do really good things in their lifetime. What are good things and bad things? Perhaps that's subjective as well, but we do have uh, eons of history, of writings, of recordings, of, of, uh, of not just religious and philosophical recordings. We have scientific thought, scientific, you know, some people say it's scientific fact that a fruit will ripen and, and uh, then if, if you don't eat it, it'll begin to die and decompose. Well, we're a little like uh, fruits of the universe, aren't we? A little bit like fruits of this earth. Uh, but what do we do? We do all kinds of crazy things. You know, a fruit doesn't drive a car. A fruit doesn't go to school or go to work. A fruit doesn't uh, uh, d- d- form an army and and take over uh, an empire and rule as emperor for, for 40 or 50 years before it uh, decomposes. No, no. A fruit just lives and dies. And if if, 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 if if some animal or human comes along to benefit off it, well, well, good for the fruit. It's, it's done a, it's done a, a good thing for, 
for its surrounding environment, for the rest of its universe. But, you know, there's a way things can go. There's a way your story can go. And, and we act this out everywhere. We act out uh, uh, a, a chain of events, a process, a process of events. We like to, we like very much humans like to uh, talk about this, put this into writing, and we call it stories. What do we call it in wrestling? We call it an angle, you know? An arc, a story arc. Uh, Over multiple episodes of a TV show, you're going to have a story arc. Over comic books, uh, you have your story arc, and that's the progression of a story. The progression from, you know, embryo to, to child to teenager to adult to old person. There's a progression of events. There's a story that progresses, a storyline. And that's what we're going to talk about today, your arc. And how you have to build your arc. Now, sometimes, you know, uh, most people, they go through their day-to-day. They go through their lives. They, they go, they go oh, no, no, I don't have it. Nothing's going on. I just go to work every day and come home and eat. I just eat and I go to work and I go to the bathroom and I do my job and I come home. Some people add a little more into that story. I have, I have kids. I come home. I have to take care of my kids. Something happened to my parents. I mean, my parents are sick. I got to take care of my parents. So I got to go out there. I got to take care of my parents. There's, there's that part of your that can become part of your story. And you might not look at it as your. A lot of people aren't going to look at it as your story. But you have a specific story. It's specific to you. I don't have your story. That guy over there didn't have your story. This guy in the car next, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have your story. But there are universal things that we all share. Most of us sleep in our stories a lot, probably. Uh, eat a lot, probably. You know, man is man is basically a machine. Man is a car. It needs to be fed materials in order to to keep going, to keep moving. Sometimes you gotta even. You know, replace a replace a hip. You got to replace your wheels sometimes. You got to do some major upgrades uh, in order to keep on going, and that that could become part of your story. That could be an angle in your a chapter in your own person, your own personal book, in your life book. You have a story. Man has a story. Not only do you have a story, man has a story. Man has a storyline, an arc, and that is, uh, you know, I feel that is what's portrayed in the Bible. That was, uh, that's why the Bible is so successful. It's such a big book, a big part of life. It's detailing the angle of humanity, a progression of events that leads us to where we are now, of lessons, events learned over time, mistakes made uh, that we can hopefully learn from and not make again as a, as a people that, uh, that will help us help each other in the end. So we don't keep making the same mistakes, the same silly mistakes where we hurt each other, we exploit each other, we abuse each other. And I don't want to get too far into the truth-telling. I'm not going to get specific there about government agencies being used against people, about corporate entities being used to destroy people's lives, about this and that. You know, man has an instinct for survival. That's definitely a long-running theme of his, of his storyline, of his arc. Uh, but sometimes it takes a little work. You know, you're not going to be able to take command of your story until you realize you're a part of one or that your own personal story is its own story. 
uh, until you realize there is something going on uh, with you. You may think, oh, I just go to work every day, but things have happened, haven't they? Hasn't some, haven't things happened that had a big effect on you? When you first got the job you go to every day, that was, a, that was probably a different event than uh, going to the job every day, I would imagine. You couldn't go to the job every day until you got the job that you can go to every day. Isn't that right? Uh, and I don't want to ramble too much. You know, this is the Philosopher Files. This is just something we're trying to do. I'm, I'm a little bit inspired by, by Vince Russo. He does his podcast, his WrestleCast. Uh, he has a special one where he talks specifically about God. And um, maybe that's what I'm trying to do here, trying to spread some kind of good message so I can make this part of my story, so I can make this part of my story arc uh, to spread to you, to spread to the... Maybe maybe you haven't thought about having your own story, of whether you're creating a good story or a bad story, or whether your story can touch others uh, emotionally, most, probably not physically, but emotionally at least, uh, whether others can learn from your story. And that's fine. You may not think so. But considering what people watch, people watch uh, clones. They'll, they'll find a TV show they like, and then they watch a clone of that TV that thinks... Same things happen. I mean, people watch hours and hours of horror, horror programming where people just get murdered and talk to ghosts and talk to vampires. And, you know, it seems really creative on the surface, but at the end, people are just getting killed over and over in different ways. And then usually it's just like, who was the killer? Oh, it's this guy. Oh, boy. That's exciting. What a twist. You're just watching the same thing over and over. I mean, for us, for us wrestling fans, for us especially in the WrestleCast Nation, hosting WrestleCast and trying to cover this stuff. It, you can see it, wrestling itself, it's a lot of the same thing over and over, especially lately. Why It's why WWE's numbers are going down. You know, they're dropping, they're dropping low, but whether it's the same thing over and over, there's kind of a story in that, isn't there? And then there's a story of people breaking free of that chain, you know? So... I want to bring up that, you know, you have to build an ark. You know, back in the day, there was a guy named Noah, and, and, and the Lord told him to build an ark, put all the animals in it, because he was going to flood the earth. The Lord was going to flood the earth, and everyone and everything on it would perish. It says Noah was blameless in his age. I mean, meaning, you know, maybe Noah for a while just did normal things at the time. Uh, he did this and that, but then he was charged with this important task of building the ark. He had a purpose all of a sudden. And you never know one day, you know, that purpose is going to show up on your doorstep, uh, imploring you, forcing you to do something big with your life, to force you to, to, to move forward. I mean, to, to keep moving forward. And I, and I told you, you need to look for the signs and make sure you're not jumping into the wrong thing. But if you take me, for example, my story arc, well, first I had my, you know, I felt, I felt a drive, a need. I felt it so important to, uh, to truth tell, to get in the business of truth telling, and that's where I ended up. I was studying, I was studying the government and it's, and it's, uh, it, it, the underbelly of the government so much. Things they were doing, uh, fridging on people's rights and, and, uh, interfering with people's lives, taking people's children and, and the like. I was so in tune and, and, and down, my nose was so down in that information, I felt I was the one that needed to 
you know, maybe I, I can't even remember. I can't remember the specific moment that I felt all of a sudden I needed to spread, you know, tell the world. I needed to ring the alarm bells so the world would know. Uh, and, and start my truth-telling operation. Start my AM radio show. It eventually uh, turned into four hours a day, seven days a week. It started on PBS. on Not PBS, but local public access. And nobody watched. Everyone thought I was crazy. They'd call in and say, you're, you're a wackadoo, a looney tune, a nut. And not a walnut or a peanut or a cashew. You're nuts. You're crazy. And I didn't like that. I tell you what, it drove me crazy. It drove me crazy to be called crazy. But that's neither here nor there anymore, is it? Because the universe sent a space alien to destroy that operation and put a wrench in it and tell me pretty much uh, that that was a big sign pretty much to me that I shouldn't be truth-telling anymore. That I shouldn't be talking about conspiracies. I shouldn't be hosting websites where people could get on forums and talk about their gun rights and uh, what to do if a police officer pulls you over, etc., etc., no, that's space alien invading and disrupting my life and destroying the hard work of my blood, sweat, and tears. That pretty much told me I was on the wrong path. And uh, I, it, was, it was a hard message to take, to be honest. So I laid in bed. I watched wrestling for two years. I had no voice. I had nothing. I, had, I, didn't, have, I didn't even have a voice. I had no voice. I'm, I, how, how, how are you going to convince yourself you're doing the right thing if all you did was use your voice, then all of a sudden you don't have one. You don't have one at all. What do you do? It's like Noah didn't have a planet. It didn't have a humanity to, to compare himself. He didn't have anything anymore. He just had his family and a bunch of animals. You know? And so, I mean, I, I'm not talking about building a boat necessarily, maybe a metaphorical boat, but your story arc build your ark you know so mine came around and uh, God, uh, God basically gave me the voice came back and I had a choice to make do I go back to truth telling do I jump right back into what I was doing before every day my daily routine what I was doing before or do I make a little change maybe you know Maybe I was never supposed to be... Maybe I was meant to, to broadcast. Now, see, I have too many signs telling me I was meant to be a broadcaster. You don't have three generations of broadcasting in your family and you just go, no, nah, it's not necessarily that. There's probably nothing in me that, that would help me do that. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. You come from the same tree. You're a fruit of that same vine. There's a lot more telling me that I was supposed to be a broadcaster than, than a baseball player. You know, now I like eating too much to be a base. I like, you know, I like thinking. I like watching baseball, but that's not what I'm good at. I was never good at it. I was the worst on the team. I didn't hit a ball all season in, in, in Little League when I was 12 or 3. I can't even remember. So there was a big sign I wasn't supposed to do that. Now, if you got signs in your life telling you you're not supposed to be doing something, you might want to heed, the, heed those signs. It's a little scary at first. It's a little bit, oh, what am I going to do? You might want to start thinking about whether if you didn't have this thing you do every day that, you know, sometimes you like, sometimes you love, but a lot of times you, you hate. I hear a lot of people saying, complaining about this and that. Well, when you complain, what, what other people hear is, I don't like this. Even if you're just complaining about stuff that happens in it. All we're hearing is, I don't like this. I don't want to be involved in this anymore. 
And if you're getting signs that you shouldn't be involved in it, well, maybe you shouldn't be involved. Maybe you should start thinking about other avenues. Start thinking about your arc, your story arc. Now, my story arc has taken some, uh, some weird turns, but I wasn't ready to give up broadcasting. And when my voice came back, we'd been, I'd, I'd been watching wrestling, and I thought, hey, maybe this is a sign that I could cover this. Because I'd not only been watching wrestling, I'd been finding there was a hashtag WrestleCast Nation out there. There was a whole, you know, the wrestling fans themselves have a proclivity to 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 to, to, to expressing themselves, to having podcasts and 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 YouTube shows, review shows where they put their own personalities out there. It's what you love about wrestling. You got big personalities on screen and. Maybe even bigger personalities in the crowd. It's an amazing thing. But so, you know, we started, I started noticing there was a hashtag WrestleCast Nation out there uh, with, with all kinds of interesting characters and personalities. And I thought, well, that's out there. I'm, I'm a born broadcaster. I've got it in my blood. I've got it in my bones. Third generation broadcaster, first generation podcaster. Maybe that's what I'm meant to do. Maybe I need to make that part of my arc. And surely, no space aliens are going to have a problem with it because it's just a silly little hobby, a silly little thing I've always just been a fan of and entertained by. And it's just a little silly little thing where they, they, they fight. you got big personalities leading up to, to, to fights. And you got storylines and arcs to follow, etc., etc., But hey, folks, we're pulling into town now, so that's just a little food for thought. Think about your arc. Think about where you are in your story right now and the the avenues it could take. Think of it. Think of your life like one of them choose-your-own-adventure books where you you pick this avenue and you get these results, etc., etc. You might want to start thinking about if you're unhappy in your life. Start thinking and trying to identify the paths uh, that'll make you happier. And if those paths uh, have a lot of people along the way that are going to be benefited positively by your happiness and by your taking of this path. Maybe you want to consider taking that avenue and making that, taking that path and taking your story in that direction. Uh, if you want to send us an email, please do so. We'd love to hear that you're listening. We love your criticisms, your comments, complaints. Send them to ringoftyranny at gmail.com. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. Uh, If you want to support the show, turn this uh, Restore My Broadcasting Operation to uh, uh, a shadow of its former glory, head on over to patreon.com slash ringoftyranny. Join Mr. TEC Vid, our beloved patron with the X-Men avatar. Join Mr. TEC Vid over there. You can become our uh, patron of this show. You can help out this show. You can become our second, our third, even our fourth patron. And we would really appreciate that. For now, I'm going to make a little tribute here to one of my favorite shows, SCTV and the Farm Farm Film Review with John Candy and Joe Flaherty because I wanted to make this sign-off part of my story arc. And I hope you enjoy, I hope you enjoy it, uh, punctuating the end of each chapter. But I thank you for listening, and we will be coming to you again, perhaps, hopefully, with the NWA Power Review tomorrow. But uh, like I like to say, may the good Lord take a liking to you and suplex you real soon. Good morning.